0: Hello and welcome to Let's Enter the Arena. I'm your host, V.M. Campos, and this is the podcast where I talk with a member of the Magic the Gathering community, and we focus on Magic Arena. This week, my guest is...
1: Hi, I'm Ben Holt from Baltimore, Maryland.
0: Thank you for being on the podcast. Well, uh, let me give you a moment to kind of promote a little bit. Would you like to uh, let me know of any sort of Twitter or Twitch or website or anything you'd like to promote?
1: Um. No, not really. I do have a um card altering page, Lightning Hold Alters, you can find through Facebook, but um, that's more of a side hobby of wow. sorts.
0: That's really cool, actually. You'd be the first guest that's into called uh, card alterations. That's cool.
1: Yeah, it's just kind of a, a hobby right now. I, I enjoy it, but as a student, I don't have much time to get too much into it, but it's definitely something that kind of lets me take other skills I have and put them into magic, and it's something I've really enjoyed.
0: Oh, nice. I see people sharing their work-in-progress alterations on Instagram or whatever. And I think, well, that's that's really cool, taking such a small canvas and altering the cards in such an interesting way. What uh, medium do you use or what kind of paint?
1: Uh, golden fluid acrylics are what I've kind of gotten used to. Um, they've got great consistency. And it's... Been a while since I've I've altered of of course school and all that, but mm-hmm. I would advise anyone that wants to get into altering is to look into Golden Blue acrylics. They're relatively um, good for uh, someone on a budget, and they have a good variety of colors and they mix well. Which is mm-hmm. kind of it's sometimes it's hard to find acrylics that'll that'll mix the way you want them to. And yeah. I don't know, I've just I've stuck with them and they've they've served me pretty well so far.
0: Well, that's cool. With that glowing review, hopefully they'll sponsor this podcast one day.
1: Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah, hopefully. Now, um
0: I took a um, a painting class way back, uh, I guess, in 2004. I'm trying to remember what the acrylic paint was in that. It's probably like the, f- the most famous one, just uh, whatever that one was called. I'm thinking Pentel, but that's not right. Sure. Anyway, they're not sponsoring this podcast either, so moving on. <laughs> so um, how long have you played Magic in general?
1: So a little background here. So currently I'm a college student. I played Magic back in fifth grade around the Zendikar, um, mm-hmm. Zendikar expansion sets. And I took a break for a couple of years. And then I came back and I got a lot more involved as a high school student. And I started enjoying Friday night drafts and things. So I've been playing for a while. Just um, I've taken a, a break in between when I first started and when I play now.
0: I kind of hear that often in these uh, various episodes that I've done. Uh, I fall in that camp as well. I used to play in high school. I gave it up a while. And I started again recently and I've just kind of seen things change. Now, my day was a little bit before yours. I was, uh, <laughs> playing, ni- uh, I was playing Magic in the 90s. Um, I was oh, playing between 1995 and 1999.
1: So you missed the, uh, the golden age from 93 to 95? Exactly.
0: So I don't have any Black Lotus. I don't have any Alpha cards or anything like that. But, you know, uh, for me, 4th edition, Ice Age, Alliances, Mirage, that's, that's my day.
1: I mean, still fantastic sets, and it's a big part of the history behind the game.
0: Yeah, definitely. When I got when I cracked out my cards uh, last year or so, a year and a half ago, I was like, "Yeah, I remember these cards. I remember playing with them with friends in high school, and they're still nostalgic. And it's just amazing that this game has been around 25 years.
1: You never really quit, though. You always you just take breaks." I think
0: so. I always had it in the back of my mind, and I would still see cards being released and sets. I remember I was already out of it, but then I saw something called Mercadian Masks, and later on something called Innistrad. And then, uh, you know, just times change, and yeah, you just take a break. You're never really out of it. I kind of like that, thinking.
1: Oh, yeah, no, it's fantastic.
0: So... Our focus is Magic Arena, the latest and perhaps greatest way to play Magic at the moment. Controversial topic, maybe. But (laughs) what would you say, uh, how long have you played uh, Magic Arena?
1: So I believe I got into the beta around April last year, and I played on and off through the summer. I actually really enjoyed it. I played a little bit of Magic Online, not a whole lot, but I got into the modern scene a little bit. I played a couple budget decks, Mm -hmm. and it's it's so different it's it's like apples and oranges cuz you'll i think the, the biggest part of arena and the biggest alert to it is how easy it is to just get into a game and play yeah and it's very it's very smooth as opposed to the outdated format that you see magic online in
0: yeah, when you said it's like apples and oranges, I would say more like it's like apples and cats. They're just so different. They're, That's both, uh, yeah. they're both things that are found on the planet Earth, of course, but they're just so different. And, of course, I don't want to uh, put down anyone that loves magic uh, online. It's still a great thing. That's where you go play uh, modern formats and all of that. But I totally agree that it's uh, Magic Arena is modern. It's smooth. It's uh, you know, A lot of people are saying it's the future of magic, and we'll see.
1: I mean, it could be, but so many people are invested in Magic Online that I don't think it'll die quite yet.
0: No, definitely, I don't. I don't think it will. It's just that it's just another way to play Magic. Right. I also got into it on the beta in early two thousand eighteen. I requested the beta access, and I had to wait until April. Then I got my email. I jumped on board, and I. Uh, after I got back into Magic in 2017, I gave Magic Online a shot in early January while I was waiting for Arena. And then when I got my beta access code in April, I haven't logged into uh, online since then. So that might be
1: telling. You know, me neither. I don't think I've, I've touched my Magic Online account since.
0: Yes, well, uh, we'll just keep letting our cards in that uh, format appreciate.
1: Yeah, hopefully.
0: So if uh, you've been around Magic for a little bit, would you consider yourself beginner, intermediate, advanced in level?
1: So um, card-wise, like physical card copies, I've played a lot of Modern, and I've um, I've competed in some PPT, uh, PTQs, the Preliminary Pro Tour Qualifiers, mm-hmm. and I've I've top-aided a couple of those. Oh, nice. I would say Congrats. I'm, inter, I'm saying intermediate to advanced. I don't think I'm anywhere near the top, but... I do enjoy it and i do enjoy the the finer strategies of the game
0: well that's really cool um i've had uh one other guest that's also toward the advanced level Uh, a lot of people are in intermediate i think a lot of people are also humble uh but it's really cool that you've gotten you've gotten to uh, to top eight and such congratulations on that as for myself um well i would also say intermediate Uh, When I got back into Magic, my playgroup was uh, doing mostly modern in real life. And I was asking everyone else, how do these cards work? Uh, What's a planeswalker, etc. And then now they kind of ask me, how do these cards work? So, uh, again, you never really uh, give it up once uh, you get back on onto kind of riding this bike. You know, it's a 25-year-old game, but... Things have changed enough, and things are the same enough that you don't really lose it, I think.
1: Right. So you say you play modern. Do you play um, any other paper formats?
0: Yeah, I also do Commander. Uh, The problem, of course, is uh, the play group. So my play group is mostly modern. I'm starting to convince them to do Commander, and they're starting to get into that, too. So that's another thing I enjoy. I still have my cards from back in the day, so I suppose I could play Vintage or Legacies, but they don't have any of those. So... I try a little right. bit of everything in paper too.
1: Yourself, I mean, yeah. Honestly, Commander's probably my favorite format. I like the competitive aspect of Magic, but being able to sit down with four or five people and just playing a hour long to two hour long game with mm-hmm. a bunch of like, it's so, it's so there the inner workings and kind of like little politic type things that go on. Um, you make enemies and you create allies, and it's mm-hmm. just like it's it adds more dimension to the game, which I really enjoy. I, I would say that one-on-one magic is perhaps more more pure and how it's intended, but I have mm. more fun playing with more people. Yeah, same here. It, yeah.
0: Same here. Uh, these games that I've played with uh, my playgroup in modern have lasted like an hour and such or more and simply because everyone's way too nice in it no one wants to attack anyone and the way people choose who their target is is they roll die and everyone's saying sorry i have to attack you've you got the highest life points and all like that so those can be pretty drawn out but fun games
1: oh no no mercy um so what (laughs) what decks do you run in commander
0: at the moment let me think i've got um I don't go too far back to kind of get like the best cards for commander. I'm not that competitive, but I, when I started with uh, shortly after Hour of Devastation, I've built commander decks based on all of the cards I've accumulated since then. And so at the moment, I've got a Demir commander deck with Etrata um, from, the latest, uh, uh, from uh, Gilds, uh, one of the latest sets, Guilds of Ravnica. So I like her alternate win condition of assassinating three of your opponent's creatures, and then you win. So I'm doing that in uh, blue she and black.
1: she's very strong in that aspect, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I was looking um, at some lists yeah, online about sort of um, having her loop yeah, around right. and do it again multiple times. But again, I'm not trying to be super competitive with the group.
1: Right, right. Um, let's see. In terms of me... Um, i played for a long time i played a sappy eric stutter deck i don't know if you know her she's the
0: oh yes she's uh one she's white, just one exactly yeah. very low cost mm-hmm.
1: yeah um and she's she was surprisingly good so much so that my my play group kind of pushed her away and I, i've taken her apart right now i'm playing mm-hmm. a vencer shaper savant um he's the he's a human vencer and i'm playing reaper king and i, I really enjoy the variants. i, I would say mm-hmm. of, the, of the format
0: yeah it's a pretty fun format I I don't think you can go wrong with most formats if you've got a good playgroup.
1: No, yeah, I, I agree. You, and the closer you have them as your friends, I think the more... I would say it's it's fun to play with strangers, but I definitely enjoy playing with friends. You know, you can have them all come over to your house or dorm or suite or whatever, and mm-hmm. you can all get some games in. It's great. Yeah.
0: Well, in uh, Magic Arena, what would you say is your single favorite card at the moment?
1: Ooh, um is this is this, what I think is the best card or my favorite card?
0: No, that's a that that's a good question to my question. I would say uh, what is your favorite card? It doesn't have to be the best, it could just be fun, it could be weird, it could be jank, like whatever. What what stands out to you?
1: Mm. Um, I've had most success with I, I do love Carnage Tyrant. Just mm. just in the in the terms of a giant beefy hexproof destructive force that honestly can't usually be stopped, and I love that card so much.
0: I like that um, card a lot, too. I've got it in my Dino deck, and uh, it gets the job done.
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah. It's terrifying, too, to see across the field when they play the Karnstar, and you have no no way to respond to it. Yes. Because unless you have uh, blockers that are going to kill it, it's almost impossible to get rid of, unless you have, like, Settle the Wreckage.
0: Yeah, and then like the um, the flavor text, I've got it up here, the last line. Still, the correct maneuver is usually to deploy the giant, implacable Death Lizard. I mean, it's not wrong. Yes.
1: Top deck and Carnage can swing games. Yeah. Definitely. I do love that card.
0: I'm liking uh, Doom Whisperer, a big old 6 6 flyer
1: uh, Ooh, with yeah, Trample. The, um, he's Surveil 2, right? I exactly. Believe. Pay 2 yeah. life and then Surveil 2. Very, yeah, very strong. He's very well costed too. He's isn't he 5 mana?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: exactly. Wow. yeah, that's that's crazy.
0: And then when it comes onto the battlefield with all of these amazing animations of like lost souls or whatever coming at you, that's pretty impressive too.
1: <laughs> mhm. Oh yeah, Car yeah, the Tyrant
0: also has great animation, huh?
1: Just the animations in general in Arena are the fact that they added them on. I initially think I thought I didn't I wouldn't like them because they would they'd slow down the game, but mm-hmm. I've come to really like them. I think they look really good. I think they kind of show the power of some of the cards you're playing. I, I'm a little confused that they're like, their logical. I think some of the cards that should have animations don't, and some of the cards mm-hmm. that shouldn't have animations do. But that's, I guess it's more of a, a subjective thing.
0: Sure, sure. sure. Uh, which sure. one would yeah. you say uh, needs, needs it but needs doesn't have it? it?
1: I don't believe Shalai has an animation, and she seems like a very strong, very meta card right now.
0: Hmm, yeah. I saw that one mnemonic... What's it called? Mnemonic Betrayal? the blue, black, and one card that steals all cards from everyone's graveyards and you can play it. I don't know if you've oh, right? seen that yes. one. It's got like a really cool heavy metal skull that suddenly appears on screen.
1: I think I think I have. I think it was a while ago, but I, I do recall that's the Mythic from um, Guilds, right?
0: I believe so, yeah.
1: Okay, yeah. No, I, I think I have seen that. Mm-hmm. They've you... done a good job. Um, the History of Benalia one, Oh yeah, I've particularly enjoyed. I, I I played a deck just to see that animation every time I play that card because it's just <laughs> the scroll unraveling and the artwork. I just, Noah Bradley, I think, is just an incredible artist. Yeah,
0: it's really cool seeing some of these cards in high def. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Are there any decks at the, the moment that you would say are your favorite? Have you built anything out of uh, these uh, cards we've talked about?
1: So um, I've I've played around. I'd say it's it's probably a tie right now. I have a kind of a a junk naya deck with um i just put all my be- big beefy creatures into it and i'm having fun with that one in terms of um competition i haven't really gotten to the competitive side of arena i kind of just play for fun right now mm. it's like i kind of have a break from the paper world but i'd say the deck i've had the most success with is actually i took one of the, the the green starter deck you get at the beginning yeah and i um i took out the two mana mana dorks added more lenor elves added more steelift champions and then mm. I think another Galta, and it's it's destroyed for the little I've done with it. It's mm-hmm. incredibly good. Like I had another Carnage Tyrant as well, and it's just because it's it's hard to deal with large creatures that come out on turn three or four. Like a ten ten on turn four is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah I think um,
0: I think these uh, yeah. starter decks are actually put together pretty well for beginners. They're I agree yeah. pretty well you know kind of you can think how to use them pretty easily especially the red one i think Uh, so i think they did a good job with uh with those starter decks
1: i mean yeah red and green are very good at smashing face so it it makes sense Mm -hmm.
0: i've taken a few of those starter decks and upgraded them a little bit but i also like to hold back a few of them uh, when i get new uh, people new friends to get into Magic arena i want to uh challenge them with some of those decks a little bit less modified so that i don't run all over them just yet so that they get the idea of how magic arena works
1: i like that actually i haven't gotten into the um the challenging friends type aspects to arena yet mm-hmm. I, I do want to i don't know why i haven't done that yet but it, it seems like something that's going to be very very fun um there's no voice chat is there i i, I again i haven't tried it at all no is it, um, it's okay. still
0: um it's still a little bit rudimentary you add your uh, you, you add your friend's screen name. You do the challenge, and then you play. That's it. There's no voice chat. So uh, here's a plug for the Discord. Uh, I've got the Discord's Discord set fantastic. up yeah. so that you can go there into the voice chat and uh, and chat that way.
1: I mean, yeah. If anyone doesn't use Discord, I would I would recommend using it. It's just everything's so well organized. And the I mean, we're using Discord right now to have this call, and it, mm-hmm. the audio has been fantastic.
0: Yeah, they've got like some great audio. Like a noise gates and like, I don't know, like audio capture looks, it sounds better than I thought it would have been.
1: Right. No, I, I agree. Definitely.
0: So have there any, have there been any
1: weird, fun, cool,
0: amazing moments that you've had on Arena recently?
1: Um, I'd say more satisfying. Again, mm-hmm. um, back to the Carnage Tyrant, if you, if you give it any sort of pump spell or ah, what's the, it's the three mana enchantment, I think it's, is it Branchwood Armor that gives um, the enchanted creature plus x plus x where x is the number four so you control
0: yeah blanchwood armor
1: pop two of those on a carnage tyrant and all of a sudden <laughs> it's a 2020 20, it's disgusting and you kill them and it's great i love that card yes. so much. or yeah.
0: something like on sarah's wings also where you make it fly and Life Link or something
1: oh yeah oh my god i need to i need to start running that card as well because <laughs> uh, i'd say selesnia is one of the more fun color combinations to play mm-hmm. um in terms of you don't have to think too much you just do and mm-hmm. on sarah's wings is drafting that has given me a lot of um a lot of a lot of wins yeah, the only problem is that it's legendary. That's, that's true, but legend, I, I, I like the legendary aspect. I think it's, it, it balances the card a little bit. Not, not too much, because you don't, mm-hmm. wouldn't normally see more than two copies in a deck, I think. But it's definitely a super fun enchantment, and I, I enjoy playing it. I don't enjoy playing against it, because it's Of
0: course. It <laughs> yes. I think one time uh, that stood out to me was, um, I, was I was at uh, One Life, and it's the classic. Can you hold on enough to do something? And I was probably playing a mono red Goblin deck, and you know, a mono red kind of aggro deck is all all or nothing, and right. it can run out of gas easily. So I was down to some amount of low life, but uh, I eventually got out a um, what's that one? Oh, Gutter Snipe, um, and then did some. Uh, Burn spells, and so you know, gutter snipe does two damage to the opponent whenever you cast an instant or sorcery, so those right. started Very to add card. up, and uh, that pulled the win uh, out <laughs> of nowhere. So that's yeah. always great.
1: Yeah, I've definitely um, pulled up a couple massive bane fires for the win as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, it's crazy how good that card is. And I've seen it played in ADH, and I, I haven't encountered a standard environment with it until recently with um it being printed in M19, mm-hmm. and it's I've been blown away by how effective it is because it's uncounterable if X is five or more. So they can't exactly do anything with it.
0: Yeah. And sort of thinking about like the history of Magic, 25 years ago, there was Fireball, which this is like a variation of it. And that's, I think, one of the great things about Magic in that it uh, innovates, but it also iterates. And here's something that came out 25 years ago, and now here's a new take on it.
1: Right. I mean, it's one of those games where a lot of other card games, I won't mention any, but a lot of other card games, (laughs) Um, there's a power creep. And Magic definitely does have a power creep, but it's it's much for all of Wizards of the Coast's faults. It's very well managed, I think. I think it's they've been going the right direction with it. I think cards that are more powerful 25 years ago are still powerful today, not mm-hmm. all of them, but enough so that it's it's not it it remains um relevant throughout Magic's history. And so like if you're playing a format like an eternal format like Legacy or EDH, some of those older cards are still so good even though they've been around for almost two decades, if not more.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's a testament to the staying power and um, the design of the game.
1: Yeah, completely.
0: So if you lean towards the more advanced level of play, what advice would you give to newer players that are just starting off in Magic Arena?
1: I'd say a lot of newer players feel the urge to protect their life total. And mm-hmm. one of the biggest like leaps for me when learning as a player was that life is a resource. As, like Winning at... 20 life versus winning at one life, there's no concrete Mm -hmm. difference. You still win the game. It's all about managing that life total. Sometimes you don't want to block with your creature if they're attacking, and you'll survive the attack, but you could maybe pull something out and win that creature next turn. If you block and kill the creature, you lose a lot of opportunity on some of those top decks.
0: I totally agree, and I kind of see that when I play random people on Arena, and obviously it's something to be learned, but totally, I think... There's so many nuances to the game that even something like your your life is a resource. Eventually, when I learned, well, your graveyard is a resource too. I oh, thought of absolutely. it as first, well, that's where your dead cards go. But if you've got cards that bring them back or let you play from the graveyard, it's like having another hand of cards.
1: Yeah, that's what dredge players will say is yeah. your graveyard is just your hand.
0: Yeah, and blue players will say your turn is actually my turn.
1: All the turns are mine. Blue players, yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: Um, well, what's one thing that you think about perhaps improving about Magic Arena, Magic in Paper, Magic the Company, Magic the Community? Anything in mind?
1: I think Arena is going in a good direction. Obviously, there's been some controversy about games being um, one ofs instead of uh, best of of three. Um, I won't touch too much about that. I think I think mm-hmm. both have their own merit, and I think wizards will ultimately come to the correct decision, even though it might take them a while. Honestly, my biggest qualm with magic and something that I've seen time and time again, is that for a company that does not address the secondary market, mm-hmm. they price their master sets way too high. Mm-hmm. And I think just the original modern master set had I think oh, booster packs are almost half the price of what they are now. Mm-hmm. And just having that might increase sales it might increase um, new players, because master sets are, are a celebration of Magic's history, and they shouldn't be something that's almost seen as a cash grab. And I don't know if you've you've kind of seen that as well, especially with the newest Ultimate Master set. It's ridiculously expensive for a box. It's something like 350 um, MSRP. Obviously, you can get boxes for cheaper than yes. that, but just in terms of, yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, I've been following that uh, controversy, definitely, as as most people have in terms of... um talk about power creep. This is more like wallet's creep. Uh, it's just uh, it can get very expensive to continue playing this game maybe sometimes that's why people take a break but then come back but sometimes when there's actions like this they do kind of seem like a cynical cash grab
1: well i mean if wizards were to admit that their cards are worth money it would it would make more sense right because then they would say these cards are older and have more eternal value Therefore, therefore they have money i don't think they can say that because of gambling laws and restrictions or something like that i don't know the whole whole story behind that but for as long as they say their cards aren't worth anything in the secondary market they should address it like that and they should approach like that
0: yeah who knows what sort of uh legal aspect is behind it all i remember uh watching a video about someone saying well wizards won't address that their cards uh curl because that'll open them to class action lawsuits So I hadn't thought about that, but uh, yeah, there must be some uh, lawyers uh, over at the company or the parent company that are kind of thinking about these different angles.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're doing their best. I think um, in the long run, I hope that they'll improve things. I know that all companies are going to want to cut costs and make things cheaper in terms of running things more smoothly. But I think in general, having a player base that is satisfied will go miles in terms of staying successful and remaining something that's, I guess, everyone... like. I cherish Magic. Magic's a fantastic game, and it's yeah. something that brings me and my friends closer together. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I think if Wizards sees that and acknowledges that and realizes that players are still going to play Magic, they don't have to increase their prices so much, rather than maybe find another way to approach to increase profits. But by upsetting the player base, I don't think they're getting any farther.
0: Yeah, I agree on that. Well, uh, on a on the positive side of that same coin, what is if you can narrow it down, what is one thing that you love about magic?
1: So for this I'll I'll take it back to my um my Reaper King EDH deck, which mm. is possibly one of my favorite decks to play. It's a um Re- Reaper King, for those of you that don't know, is um is a, is the only legendary Scarecrow and he he reads <laughs> um he's very interestingly costed. He he costs Wooburg, but it's the old Shadow Moor mana where um you can play either like white or two of any color. So technically his CMC is 10. And his ability is other scarecrows you control get plus 1 plus 1 and when a scarecrow enters the battlefield in control destroy target permanent. No none yeah. of that's relevant towards the way I play the card cuz <laughs> Reaper King um is a land deck and it's uh scape shift maze's end and it's so much fun to play cuz people don't expect that angle when you're playing it. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden when you play scape shift and you have like 20 lands on the battlefield and you sacrifice everything and you have all your gates out. It's just, it's so satisfying to see that, that part of the game where you don't have to win through combat. You don't have to win Mm -hmm. through infect. It's just, yeah. How about you? What do you, what do you enjoy?
0: Well, uh, let me just pause here. Uh, I'm looking at the art for Reaper King and it's pretty epic. There's like a rotting pumpkin head and uh, just really shambling at, uh the the player and i think it's even got like a necklace of skulls or something this is the most oh, yeah. this is the most epic uh uh scarecrow lord i've ever seen
1: yeah no i absolutely love the card and it's cards just because a card says something doesn't mean you have to play it um perhaps as wizards intended it just i don't know it's it's something that i i yeah. just enjoy finding ways around and playing different ways of cards i don't know
0: that's something that I love about Magic, or let's let's say Magic Arena, is that there's just, uh, even though we've got a pool of, what, 1,300 cards in Standard, you can make so many different decks. And if you're not trying to go for top-tier decks, who cares? You've got uh, such a variety of decks, and especially if you're playing with your friends, you can have these fun, weird games and try to figure out a puzzle of this 60-card deck of, what do I want to do with this? Do I want to have a certain uh, win condition or um a theme or like what do i want to do so i think what i really like about it is just the variety of what you can do in this game
1: right no i and i, I completely agree with that it's part of what makes magic so unique in terms of of card games I and mean, it was it was the first and it's absolutely the most influential i think
0: i think so well ben as uh, as we wind it down final question here what is a non-magic hobby
1: that you're into so we've already touched on uh on my painting. Um mm-hmm. I'd say one of my my favorite hobbies is I I like making things in general, but um as a huge Star Wars fan, mm. um I've gotten recently into electric wiring and circuitry and, and things like that. And I've I've um actually made my own like custom personal lightsaber. And it's Oh wow. Yeah, no, it's 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 really powered interesting. By, uh, it's,
0: kyber crystals, I'm sure.
1: Unfortunately no, it's a eighteen six fifty lithium-ion battery. But uh, you know, it's okay. close enough. Close enough, yes. <laughs> yeah. No, it's um it's it's fun to make things and see how far you can push the limits of what your skills can accomplish. And it's something that like I think adds a little bit of spice and variety to life. Otherwise I'd be on my computer all the time or I'd be studying all the time and having hobbies like magic and and wiring and I did woodworking and blacksmithing in high school. It's it's mm. I think it, it adds character to yourself. And I think it's it's something that um you can find people that are of the same ilk and people that i guess you can hang out with and have fun with and it it, it broadens your social circles and i think it ultimately helps you in terms of um it's for me it's it's a de-stressor right like mm-hmm. playing magic i don't i don't worry too much about um how i'm going to do unless it's in a competitive environment but like mm-hmm. it, when i'm playing edh i just have fun and i i wind down and i de-stress and it's something that i really truly value and i assume you also play magic for the fun of it, not yeah, pretty much. Yeah.
0: Well, I've got uh let's see, magic, that's a hobby. Uh I've got also I'm into anime. Uh so okay. Japanese animation is fun. I remember seeing in the late eighties, uh like the uh, the original Akira movie and uh, Ninja Scroll and Project eiko and all of those classic eighties movies, anime movies. And I had been right. watching, or a lot of us had been watching, but not realizing it was anime at that time, like with Robotech, a.k.a. Macross, and, you know, a variety of um, early anime that made it to the U.S. So I like that. I, I guess I'm getting curmudgeonly in that I don't quite know the latest ones, like, you know, My Hero Academia and all of that. But, uh, you know, One Punch Man is fun, and there's just such a variety, and uh, that's a that's a hobby I'm into.
1: Mm-hmm. It's funny that you say that. My um, my first alter—what got me into altering was um, I ordered, I, I commissioned a One Punch Man Zergo Helm Smasher, um, <laughs> and it was fantastic, and it, it it made me really want to start painting myself. Um, but yeah, I've watched a couple. I don't know if you've seen Parasite. That's a reference to an older older show, but it's um, it's so yeah. good. It's fantastic.
0: I I know of it. I I haven't seen it, but it sounds familiar.
1: Okay, I would definitely recommend it if you ever find the time to get around to watching it
0: is that one maybe the one where like an alien entity or whatever uh infects a guy and the parasite gives him like abilities to make blades and things or am i thinking of a different? yeah
1: you've, you've you've got the gist of it um there's a movie that came out recently as well called your name it's um it's not really what i would normally watch in terms of it's um i'm more of an action fan it's more of a, of a like a romance movie but it's mm-hmm fantastic and it's not at all what you would think when you say romance movie it's fantastic i I can't it's one of my favorite movies i've ever seen and it blew me away and i don't Mm want to spoil anything but if any of you have seen Mm -hmm. your name it's absolutely incredible
0: oh cool yep we've got to have more hobbies than just magic because there's a whole world out there besides cardboard
1: very true yeah
0: well uh is there uh final thoughts would you like to promote any final things or just uh, anything else you'd like to wrap up with
1: um if anyone's curious um you can go over and check out my altering page it's lightning hold alters um i've i'm i guess i'm currently taking commissions but um Mm -hmm. i'm it's more of of a a way to express myself than more than anything yeah i I guess that's it um thank you so much for having me
0: very cool thank you for being on the podcast well everyone uh if you'd like to check out my stuff i'm over on twitter.com slash vm campos i'm over on youtube youtubecom junior Don't forget the JR. Uh, I'm on uh, Patreon. Patreon.com/slashvmcampos. You can get a lot of free stuff there on Patreon, and if you move up to the one dollar tier, you get some cool perks. If you go to the two dollar tier, I'll actually mail you some vintage magic cards or comic books and such. So uh, go on and check out patreoncom slash This sounds is sounds fun. This has been VM Campos, and I'll see you in the arena.